more frightened, his senses more heightened, his thoughts more focused. It is an amazing process. You will have to try it, both sides of it. More deep silence. Try it. He wanted to run into that room this very instant and try everything he could possibly envision or dream about. His fingers were already on his cravat, ready to jerk it off, so he could tie the wrists of the woman speaking together over her head, so she would be helpless, her eyes large and frightened and excited. As she stared up at him, her lips parted. Damnation, he had only one cravat, the one he was wearing. He needed at least two. He shuddered, imagining the smooth flesh of her wrists as he lightly wrapped the cravat around and around them, then pulled them bound over her head, he heard a deep sigh. All of that is well and good, Helen, but what I need are specific disciplines to try, a list of disciplines, if you will, from mild disciplines to the most rigorous. He realized suddenly that he knew that voice. Good God, it was Alexandra Sherbrooke. He couldn't believe it. On second thought, he pictured Douglas Sherbrooke in his mind's eye, that big, hard man who had reputedly kept his wife happy for eight whole years now. And Alexandra wanted to know about discipline. To try on her husband? What a delightfully wicked idea. Who was the woman speaking to her, this Helen? On the other hand, Alexandra said after a moment, I would like to know how you know so very much about discipline. I have read every book, every article, every paper, both scholarly and secular, ever penned on the subject. I have seen every painting, etching and drawing of disciplines employed throughout the world and throughout the ages. Now the disciplines in China. Goodness, talk about inventive. The drawings show that the Chinese are exceedingly flexible. A bit more silence, then Alexandra said, her voice lowered a bit, as if she were leaning closer to this other woman, speaking in confidence, but he could still make out her words. Helen, you are laughing at me. All right, I accept that you know all about discipline. Now, you must force yourself to come to my level. You have told me how you discipline your servants. You have told me about the ritual, how to build to a climax, how to squeeze out every tantalizing drop of fear and excitement during the discipline to achieve the results you wish. Now... I want to go directly to the extreme pleasure of things. I want specifics. I'm talking about physical pleasure, Helen. I want to know exactly what you would do to a man to drive him to the brink of madness. Since you have read every tome written about the subject, you must know something that would help me. Lord Beecham would not have moved if a beautiful woman had stripped naked in front of him and started kissing him. Now this was a kicker. Alexandra Sherbrooke wanted to know how to drive Douglas to the brink of madness. That made no sense. Driving a man like Douglas to the brink would require very little effort on her part. It would probably require an effort of ten seconds, no more. Actually, any man who was still breathing was a suitable candidate. He himself, for example. Suddenly, it simply became too much. He was eavesdropping on two ladies discussing discipline, for God's sake. He was lurking there behind a palm, listening to them, sweating, 
and ready to remove his cravat. It was not to be borne. Lord Beecham couldn't hold it back. It just burst from his mouth. He laughed, something he didn't normally do, because he was, after all, a man of the world. A lazy nod or a slightly contemptuous snicker was usually more fitting, and so what poured out of his mouth sounded a bit rusty, perhaps a tad hoarse to the casual ear, but it was a laugh, a good strong laugh, and it just kept rolling out of him. He realized they could hear him. That would never do. He tried so hard to stop laughing, but he hiccuped. He clapped his hand over his mouth and quickly slipped behind another giant palm tree. And none too soon. I know I heard someone, Helen. It was a man, and he was laughing. Oh dear, you don't think it was Douglas, do you? No, Douglas would come right in here and laugh in our faces. Then he would look at me with a smile in his eyes.